come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing salvation, the Word of God, or a good story according to God's Word. We are back live at the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yep, you guys guessed it, we're going to talk about the word and story. But more importantly, we have Sister Bennett back with us this week in the conversation corner. I'm so excited for you guys. So let's get right down into this lesson so you can hear her articulate this lesson. The word and story. A word is a basic element of language that carries an objective or practical meaning can be used on its own and is uninterruptible. A story, a statement regarding the facts pertinent to a situation in question. We can find this biblically in John 1 and 1, and it reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We can also find this in Romans 10, 5-15. Moses writes, this is about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven. That is to bring Christ down. Who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew or Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have never heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. I know I read a mouthful, but you needed to hear all of that scripture in its entirety. But I want to focus on a few things in those two verses of scripture. In Romans 10, 9, we find the beginning of the sinner's prayer. A sinner has no religion, creed, or color. A sinner has no ethnicity, race, or gender. Why is knowing that important? Verse 11 tells us, and it answers that question with one word. It says, anyone. Verse 12 follows that up with, no difference between. Then verse 13 says, everyone. This should excite you. This means people of varying backgrounds and upbringings can share in this good news and become a part of God's family for the same cost that you did. Uh Uh-oh, I said cost. After lesson after lesson of saying salvation is free. 
Maybe cost is not the appropriate word. No pun intended. How about effort? Just as bad. Effort implies you can work your way into God's family and heaven when you can't. God offers kinship free of charge in exchange for your belief in his son, Jesus Christ. Referring to this lesson's title, is this a word for you or is this just a very good story? Let me get this out there. A story by itself can't change your life like the word, which is Christ. A story is full of words, not centered on the word, which is Christ, may not help or be for everyone. But the word being the story can stand on its own without any help. I can't make this up. God and Jesus both spoke for themselves respectively through scripture about themselves. Isaiah 48 and 12 says this. Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, whom I called. I am he. I am the first and I am the last. John 8 and 58 says, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you before Abraham was, I am. Now I need you to get that because remember, I read John 1 and 1. And it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Some scholars have said that the Old Testament represent the law of God and the New Testament represents the history of God's grace. I need you to understand that. The word is what saves. It's not the story. Who is the word? The word is God. The word is Christ. That is what saves us. So before we go to break, let me offer a quick prayer. Father God, we come to you right now, asking that you forgive us for all sins, whether in thought, deed, or action, Lord God, that you remove them from us, Lord God, as we boldly come to your throne to offer up your praise for all that you have done for us, O God. You have given us your word, your promise, and your precepts. You have given us your son, who was the word and became man, Lord God. Not just a man, he became God's man who lived on this earth to give us an example of righteousness, of, of holy living, O oh God. So we thank you for that word, Lord God. And we hope that this word that we have now, that we can share with others, Lord God, that we may bring others to the kingdom of God through the sharing of your word, which is your son, Jesus Christ, because he is the one that saves. Because the Bible tells us that every knee shall bow. So we thank you in advance, Lord God, for giving us the words and wisdom, Lord God, to teach and preach, to, to share your word that we bring, may bring others to Christ as we have found. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We are back live in the PNT podcast studio after that short break in prayer for the word of God and sharing it through us. I hope you received that because it is the word that gives us power. So let's look at some practical ways to stand on the Word of God. If we're going to be sharing that Word, we need to know how to stand on it. Recognition of God's Word and how to apply it is key to being a Christian. So, number one, we have to trust the Word of God. This is paramount in the life of a Christian's growth and maturity. David is a very great example of one who totally trusted God's Word. This trust can be found in scripture where he says the sum of your words is truth. That's Psalm 119 verse 160. Number two, we have to search the word of God. This is the logical follow on to the previous for trusting the word of God. 
We can't simply just believe the word is trustworthy. We must become a student of the word. We must learn from it. We must seek after it. We must memorize it and pray God's word over and over again. Because God is not a man that he should lie. His word would never come back void. And number three, implementing the word of God. It's awesome to know and believe the word. It's quite another thing to bet your life on it. We must rely on it to guide us through those rough times in our lives. The age-old adage is this, if you don't use it, you will lose it. Don't lose your zeal and love for God's word. Number four, captivated in the word of God. Captivated by the word of God. In love with the word of God. David is an awesome example for being mesmerized by God's word. It goes beyond his trust, his study, and his commitment to using the word of God. David has a deep-rooted love for it. This is where we need to get as maturing Christians towards God's word. Your love for God can be directly measured by your obedience to God's word. Which brings me to number five, obedience to the word of God. This is always a rough and tough topic. Everyone wants to do their own thing and not have to be told what to do by anyone or anybody. That is not surprising. If you can live out and execute the first four that I just read, number five should be easy. Spoiler alert. The first four required obedience if you didn't notice. God desires our obedience. He wants you to desire it even more. David, without fail, expressed his devotion to obey God's law. I need you, my young loyal listeners, to have that same devotion to God's word and living out the word in your life that God can say to you, my good and faithful servant on that day that he meets you. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We had a few visitors that joined us, and as we were praying, I saw a few skeptical faces in the group. So I began our discussion with Romans 10, verses 10 through 13, which read, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I wanted our guests and friends to understand that when we come together in this conversation corner, we come together as believers in Christ. But most importantly, we also come together with no judgments. I let the youth kick off the group tonight and they talk to their guests and friends about their lives as Christians and how they have learned to navigate being saved. They explained that when they confessed with their mouths and believed in their hearts that Jesus was raised from the dead, they didn't feel different right away. They really didn't know if they were really saved or not. They knew that they had taken the first step, but they were confused about the next steps. Someone stated that they knew things were changing in them when things people said or did that were wrong began to bother them. They could care less before, but then their way of thinking was slowly changing. Their way of living was slowly changing. Their talk, their language began to change. One even says his friends began to change towards him because they didn't want to hear about that Jesus church stuff. 
So I stepped in and said that changes we experience once we become saved, don't ever be ashamed about them, but be happy because that means that the Holy Spirit is convicting our hearts to change for the better. In other words, when we are saved, we invite the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to live within us. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He leads us and guides us into all truths. He begins to change us from the inside out. As you begin to read your Bible, go to church, attend Bible study, you'll wake up one morning and really feel different. One youth stood and asked our guests and friends who were not saved if they wanted to make changes in their lives and get saved. If they wanted to, he would have been more than happy to lead them in the sinner's prayer. And guess what? Two youths were saved. Yes, that was so beautiful and awesome. I told our youth to never ever stop sharing their experiences, their testimonies with others. Because if one is saved through our testimonies, through our walk with Christ, God wins. And the devil is what? He is defeated. So praise the Lord for those that were saved on tonight. In summary, the importance of knowing it's the Word of God and not just some good old story. There is no assurance like the Word of God. Every Word of God is true. God is the truth. There is nothing like the Word of God, a living water that never runs dry. There is power in God's Word to change your life. To know the Word of God, to live the Word of God, to preach the Word of God, to teach the Word of God is to sum all of wisdom, the heart of all Christian service. God keeps His Word. He's got to keep His Word in order to be God. He has to stand behind everything He has said in His Word, and that's exactly where my faith rests. It's upon the spoken Word of God. Where does yours lie? As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennett's. A real talk what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.